you're coming into an area that someone logical has to say, how many coincidences do you coincidences can you have? That when we pull from the secular world, when we pull from the biblical world, you know, from scripture, when we pull from the occultists, and then we go mm-hmm. into the drug world, mm-hmm. these things seem to fit. Yeah, and even outside of all that, you still have abductees who state that on board they were there were these not only medical experiences but sexual. Welcome to Acts 2 and 42. Real discussions, real opinions, real stories and testimonies, real church talk. Welcome to Acts 2 and 42. All right, guys, welcome back. Acts 2 and 42 podcast. Uh, This is Keith, and I got uh, T and my wife, Sheree, uh, with us on this one. Uh, Today, we're talking about the alien deception, the... Not only the existence of aliens um, and what they may or may not be, um, but the actual deception about them, what we believe they are, uh, why it matters biblically, you know, so we're going to go to the scriptures um, and give you the the scriptural picture of it all. Uh, We're going to give you secular um, accounts, secular experts, you know, and what they say, as well as the occult. And it seems that if you take biblical, secular and the occult, they all seem to be saying about the same thing. Um, now, we are going to give you the overview of that, but the details, if you want to know more, um, this isn't going to be exhaustive. The details are going to be found at axe242.com in the blog section. It's actually the most latest blog uh, from TJ. It's uh, The Alien Deception. So you can check out more of the details there. Um, but first of all, let's start off with T and um, I guess just, you know, hear from him, find out, you know, what inspired you, you know, or what was the purpose of you writing this? Why did you bring all this together? So I started looking at, you know, the scriptures and um, Genesis 6, some of the things we see there as far as the sons of God and the daughters of men. And in looking more into, you know, like the book of Enoch, the the book of the giants, um, and knowing some of the other accounts of, of different, um, I guess, religious views and i believe the dead sea scrolls as well you know seeing the account of noah and um it, it i started to see connections and i thought there was something there so can looking into that and looking into what we have today uh referencing alien abductions a lot of the alien phenomena in general um i thought that it was something that would kind of connect mm. you know what i consider a missing link and what's vital in this, and because it would allow for Christians to not be deceived by what I believe is a a, a massive deceptive campaign, you know, a, a massive campaign to change the worldviews of many, and that would throw off the faith of many as well. Yeah, I know we've we've talked about it. Um... <sighs> And and we have further, you know, podcasts to do kind of zero in on some of this. But, you know, Shrey, you've mentioned the the kind of the what you think that that deception campaign includes, right? So what mm-hmm. are what are some of those things that you could I uh, maybe share with the listener that, you know, some things that these these aliens, you know, once they are brought to the forefront, which is kind of being walked in now, um, mm-hmm. what do you think some of that deception entails? Well, they'll we already see some of the beginnings of it with documentaries coming out 
hinting or insinuating that these beings were the actual creators of humanity. Mm. Um, end game, they're going to be the saviors of humanity. Um, the deception I see seems to come in line or come through with new age teaching, new age doctrine, um, and new age Christianity. Um, I see that the deception is for one, there's not going to be one way to heaven. That's one. Um, the deception being that God is not the creator. We are, um, they'll have the healings. Um, they'll have, they'll be able to control the weather. Um, they'll be able to, I'm, I'm trying to think everything that God himself would be able to do. They will be able to perform those things down to, um, recreating humans. That if it be possible, the very elect could be fooled. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And because no church is teaching this doctrine or telling these people now, when they see these things happen, how can you possibly believe there's a God? It's a blind see, spot. Mm -hmm. Yes. You see actual entities or aliens or whatever um, manifest or in flesh or body or whatever they come as, mm -hmm. you know, the world's in disarray. So that's already like, where's God? Why is this happening? Because these churches are not telling their members the signs of the coming. So when the world's in chaos and disarray, when the earth itself is done, like mm -hmm. um, that's already going to shake their faith. Like where's God, but the nail in the coffin will be when those aliens come curing everything that has been messed up, like the earth, humans, disease, everything, wars. Wasn't there a show like, wasn't it called like V or something? Yeah. Where yep. the aliens like came and it wasn't like independence day where it was like all out war. No, they were yep. like, no, no, we're here to help, you know, and they had all these solutions. Exactly. They, they could heal anything at a spot. And but meanwhile, yep. the story unfolds that they're actually deceptive and they have evil intentions. They gain trust with the promise of friendship. And of course, all they're really doing is positioning themselves as the saviors of mankind. You know, yeah, mm -hmm. over the planet or something. But I mean, that that sounds like the the occasion um, with the John D, which I believe he was um, like a counselor or an advisor, um, spiritual advisor to Queen Elizabeth, one of the Queen Elizabeths. And when he started dealing with these entities, um, they were giving him good advice, you know, good knowledge. Um, but as he dealt with them more and more, they started to become um, more malevolent. And it got to a point where before his death, he had stated, I believe they're lying to me. I believe they're deceiving me. You know, they tell me they're from this place. And then later on, the same ones tell me they're from somewhere totally different and nothing's remaining consistent. So I think it just goes to the point where it starts off as um, them being the benevolent saviors and only coming to fruition later on that they have ulterior motives. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I like, you know, you mentioned you know, him saying, I feel like they're lying to me. And there's a constant pattern or theme. It's, it's important to note that I think on the last, you know, podcast we did like, a, is this the end? You know, 
Um, we had mentioned a little bit about aliens, and I feel like it's important to mention here, you know, like people that believed in false gods, you know, and people that, you know, whatever, wherever the case may be, it's not that, you know, these gods are false. It's not like they don't exist. It's the fact they're not the one true creator as they present mm -hmm. themselves to be. But the reason why exactly. other religions followed them, the reason why people practice witchcraft today, the people why, you know, because they actually see real power. They see mm -hmm. some kind of supernatural power. Um, when they pray, when they do these chants, whatever the case may be. Now the idols, you know, the idol worship was vain because the idol was nothing. It was a it was a carving in wood dipped in gold, and it really didn't answer prayers. But it's not to say that the false gods, um, you know, had no capacity. But whether it was the the gods, whether it was divination, whether mm -hmm. it was um, necromancy, whether it was you know astrology or whatever it was. Um, it's not that it's all baseless. It's all that it's coming from a source which is deceptive and dishonest. Mm -hmm. These spirits are not your friends. So I don't care if the divine or divines. It's not your friend. It's deceptive. They, they, they get it right. They do. They do have some divine knowledge. They, do, they have more than what you and I tend to have. Um, but that's why that we were to have nothing to do with divination, have nothing to do with, you know, fortune tellers, you know, nothing to mm -hmm. do with mediums, nothing to do with any type. It was all sorcery and witchcraft because it was, it was only capable from the help of spirits, from the help of these, you know, evil spirits. But, um, nonetheless, nonetheless. So, um, man. Hey, where you transition from that? <laughs> um, I mean, even with your point too, you know, if the the divines are divine, you know, and they come with greater knowledge than us, that only attests to the scriptures, you know, themselves. Whether it's um, scriptures of Enoch, which which speaks of the angels' descent and how you know they taught men secrets yeah. of heaven, mm. but the Lord was like, these were worthless ones. Yeah, you, you yeah. knew some of the secrets, but they were worthless ones. Right. And these you taught the men of the earth who were striving to learn these secrets. Yep. And by that, you became to them gods. Yep. You know, so like you were saying, it's not that they're false in a sense of non-existent. Mm -hmm. They're not him. They're yeah. not the alpha and omega. They're not the true and living God, you know, but mm -hmm. that does not mean that they are, they are of no order, that they are non-existent, that they have not, that these people who believe in them are believing in something that, that has no base, that, it, that, is, that isn't real. Right. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, you know, uh, it's in your blog, you know, um, you, Shrey, you mentioned the new age, and I would say, like, define mm -hmm. new age witchcraft. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, paganism, new, new age, old new age. witchcraft. Right. It's new age is old witchcraft. It's, it's mm -hmm. the occult, old witchcraft, you know? Yeah. Um, so with that being said, you know, and along the lines of what T was saying, you know, you know, Aleister Crowley, um, Madame Blavatsky, um, you know, the new age leaders, you know, from a hundred years ago, uh, and less, <clears throat> um, you know, they, they had contact with these beings, you know, T in your, mm -hmm. um, your blog, it, ta it talks about Aleister Crowley's, um, Alamantra working, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, uh, from his estimation, something real happened there. Yeah. It's important mm -hmm. to point out that from Alistair Crowley's Alamantra working, which involved a lot of occultic practices, you know, um, such as sex magic rituals, um, he summoned a spirit or an entity, which we would consider an alien gray that went by the name of Lamb. 
you know, which is important to point out because through his ritual, he summoned this entity. And then we see um, Parsons and uh, Ronald Hubbard who go, who do a, a similar ritual called Babylon working. Mm-hmm. And through that, they summoned, they wanted to invoke the spirit of Babylon. But through that ritual, what ended up happening was this, quote, ship, um, this UFO. Mm-hmm. And their words came through the fabric of time and space, which was exactly what mm-hmm. Alistair Crowley was able to do. But Alistair Crowley was able to close that, quote, portal. Um, and they weren't. And that's where we have the Area 51 origin from. I was going to say, please tell the people mm-hmm. where where it was located. Tell them where yeah. it was located. What yes. the mm-hmm. is Area 51. Mm-hmm. That's, that's exactly, where their that cult the ritual, where they opened up that, you know, portal, mm-hmm. that whatever, mm-hmm. Stargate type thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's Area 51. That's a, that's mm-hmm. a unbelievable coincidence. Yeah, if, and if speaking of these two things, speaking of the entity which um, Alistair Crowley, you know, drew out and called the lamb, and this incident where, you know, this, this quote, ship crashes and there's a, another, quote, entity of the same likeness of what Alistair Crowley referenced. Mm-hmm. You know, Alistair Crowley said that today they call them aliens and demons, tomorrow they'll call them something else. You know, so this, mm-hmm. this just goes to the, the, the testament of the ufologists, you know, who have stated that what we see of the alien phenomena is early reminiscent of demonic possession, you know, of the, the accounts that we see of old of demons. So what are, what are some of those things that you could uh, maybe share with the listener? Yeah. Um, I referenced a few high level, like very prestigious and respected ufology, ufologists, excuse me, um, who are, they've been proven in their fields, you know, so it's not, it's not to appeal to authority, but to show that these aren't just some ghost hunters you know, who are, who are making an assessment of what it may be. And these men have stated in multiple different um, quotes that what we see of alien abductions and the alien phenomena as a whole is early reminiscent to the old accounts of demon possession and the sexual exploitation and manipulation of the human race by gods or spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's as someone who's looked into, you know, the scriptures of antiquity, Enoch, um, Book of Giants, you know, uh, Dead Sea Scrolls, and even references in Genesis six, um, I I I see some of the same things. You know, um, having looked into the alien phenomena, there's a lot there that is one for one with Mm -hmm. demon possession. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, we talked about how this, you know, coming to the, the end times, our future, the biblical end times, whenever that may be, the concern that, that these beings are here to deceive us, to, to be saviors, as Sheree said, to work miracles and everything. I just want to point out the irony that, um, you know, Crowley calling his entity Lamb, you know, I think I think they said that Lamb wasn't just the singular title, uh, the name, like proper name of one of them, but the title of a of a kind of of several types of uh, like one kind of several types. 
um, was lamb and lamb in actually a couple different languages. Like it basically means the way. You know what I mean? Sure. Like this is the way. Like I'm sorry, that's like you ushering a Satan. Like we need to follow him. This is the way. This is our our help. This is our whatever. Um, and you know, you guys, I, I don't know T if you share this sentiment with Sheree, but I know this is something that her and I have had different opinion on. But uh, you know, Jesus saying in Matthew that you know the end times are going to be as it was in the days of Noah. You know, and Sheree says, well, <laughs> let's look at the days of Noah. You know, I said, well, he does say. They they marry, they're given into marriage, they're eating and drinking, mm-hmm. and they're continuing their lives like like the end wasn't uh, uh, um, coming, what well, wasn't uh, eminent. Um, but nonetheless, so as it was in the days of Noah. So how was it in the days of Noah? We, we've done a podcast on that, right? I don't think we did. Angel-human hybrids, right? Mm-hmm. You, yeah, I felt like we did. brushed on that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. So, T, we didn't do it part two. <laughs> we need to do a part two always um but no t i mean you have you that's that's in the blog as well is mm-hmm. so I, I guess lay out you know the biblical narrative that you think defines alien I w- no i have no problem doing that i also want to note that um my perception on the days of noah um is twofold because i think there are the days in which noah was older, you know, and which we see people eating and drinking until the day of the flood, you know, they, they didn't, they had no care. It was essentially sunshine and roses. There had been no rain, you know, there was no, there, there was no reason to believe that a great tribulation was coming, you know, a great judgment was coming. Um, but then there are also the days in which Noah was born, which we see in, um, the Dead Sea Scrolls. And that's the day where it, where the, interaction with humans and these quote angels um were prevalent and were quote yeah. common knowledge or a common yeah. experience. Yeah. You know? It wasn't a new thing. It was yeah. life. Yeah. yeah. So I understand what Christ is referencing when he says in the days of Noah, but I do think there's he trying to have his cake and eat it too. That's what he trying to have. Double entendre. <laughs> I think there's um utility and and yeah. understanding what happened during Noah's existence at the beginning and the end, you know, what Christ is referencing and what the climate was like when Noah was born. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the, the biblical, um, I get not excuse, but the biblical support for the existence of what we consider today aliens, I see in Genesis six, where they it's referenced that, you know, the sons of God um, came to the daughters of men and, took to themselves wives and we've heard many different um whether it's the exegesis or eisegesis we've heard different explanations as to what sons of god are personally um i don't see where the phrase sons of god um were attributed to a human individual in the old testament with this with the exception of adam being literally made by the hands of god you know uh having no mother or father made by god so we see the sons of God. We see uh, that these entities and and Enoch they are described as being angels, you know, who came down some the daughters of men. They born to themselves children. Those children, as a judgment against the angels that sin, were to war against each other, and those angels would watch their beloved children slaughter each other 
i.e. Clash of the Titans. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where that comes from. But um, the Lord also said in Enoch, and I believe this is also in um, Gilgamesh, or not Gilgamesh, uh, the Book of the Giants, the Lord had also said that your children, because they have the spirits of their fathers, but mm-hmm. are from earthly women, their spirits would continue to roam the earth. Mm-hmm. And they would do mm-hmm. battle. They would inflict. You know, they would continue to do some of the very same things that they were doing at that point. Just yeah. it wouldn't be physical form. body. Right. Yes. Does that, let me ask. Let me ask a quick question. I think mm-hmm. it has to do with aliens. But um, if we go to, I guess, I guess it's a statement. <laughs> I think it's more of a statement than a question. But I want to see if my view is is uh, aligns with yours. But if we go to, I think it's um, First Corinthians fifteen. Um, it may be in other places as well, but there's a natural body and there's a spiritual body. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I guess there's, you know, there's, there's a celestial body, you know? Mm-hmm. So just to say that it wasn't in bodily form, does that mean that they have no form? Does that mean that they, like, I know they don't exist with an earthly terrestrial body, but does that mean that if they're spirits that they have no type of i don't want to say physical physical is the wrong word word because that means you know human you know substance you understand what i'm saying like is it do they have spiritual bodies that i mean the, the scriptures say there's a natural body and there's a spiritual body um i believe that their spirits have form can can take on form um i'm not sure as if they have a designated form mm-hmm. if that's what you're referring to um but just as we see angels who were not disembodied spirits, but who are essentially, you know, light um, or fire, you know, they still can take on the image of a man. I believe that these entities as well, being disembodied, you know, having lost their physical body, can take on the image of these these entities because mm-hmm. let's not forget their physical body was giants they weren't these these entities that we consider aliens today their first body was the body of a giant mm-hmm. you know um because I, I know because i know um I, I know that can be a question in somebody's mind you know what i mean mm-hmm. i'm just thinking well i know spirit means um the word that de- literally means like breath, wind, spirit, like if mm-hmm. you look up the Hebrew, the Greek words, um, I know it implies non-physical, you know what I mean? Something other than physical. And I've heard, I've heard other people say it means something that has, that exists or has a capacity that's um, something other than physical. It doesn't mean it discounts physical. It doesn't mean <laughs> that it can't have physical form or some kind of form, but um, that's, that's, just a question I have anyway. So I, I kind of, I interrupted, you know, so, you know, feel free to continue um, explaining that um, Clash of the Titans and, you know, their abilities, what they did on the earth, they're in spiritual form now. Um, mm-hmm. And now they're going to continue to do the things they did on the earth when they were in physical form. So Yes. Sorry. Um, and I believe in Enoch, it references how they would not be able to take their original form again. Um, not that they couldn't take, a form, but they would not be able to resume their original form. Um, but again, that they would continue to roam the earth and to do malicious and evil things, mm. you know, to kind of, to sum it up. Right. And in the book of the giants, 
um, which for anyone who doesn't know is a fragment of the Book of Enoch. Um, it actually references genetic manipulation, you know, with the animals. Um, and that was that's in the Dead Sea, uh, Dead Sea Scrolls, right? Yes, as well. I just wanted to know if you guys uh, had. I wanted to touch on when you were talking about like them being basically the disembodied spirits mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of the giants. Um, also in the Book of Jubilee, um, it actually has. Uh, it starts off in chapter ten, saying, "In the third week of this jubilee, the unclean demons begin to lead astray the children of the sons of Noah." So we're talking about them existing after Noah. I mean, after the flood. So, oh. and he's calling them demons. These are the disembodied spirits of, mm -hmm. you know, the giants or whatever. And like you had made the, um, the statement of the of the scripture of the mothers being earthly, fathers mm -hmm. being of heaven. Okay, so this, the, the earthly body form has died. The spirit doesn't die. Um, so what's going on? And yeah, that's part of their punishment being encamped here on earth. They can't go to heaven. Right. Like, you know, so... Um, and in that, uh, there's in, in chapter 10 of Jubilee, it has Noah, excuse me, the sons of Noah coming to Noah, um, telling them about like the demons that are leading astray and blinding and slaying his son's sons. So, uh, yeah. Um, uh, then it has is showing uh, Noah praying to God. Uh, I'll just read you the prayer short. Uh, God was spirits of all flesh who has shown mercy unto me and has saved me and my sons from the waters of the flood and has not caused me to perish as thou did the sons of perdition for thy grace has been great towards me and great has been thy mercy to my soul. Let thy grace be lifted up upon my sons and let not the wicked spirits rule over them lest they shall destroy them from the earth. Um, then it goes down and thou knowest how thy watchers the fathers of these spirits, mm -hmm. which is talking about the angels. Well, the fathers of these spirits acted in my day, talking about pre-flood. As for these spirits, which are living, imprison them and hold them fast in the place of condemnation. Let them not bring destruction on the sons of thy servant, my God, for these are malignant and created in order to destroy. So mm -hmm. um, we have him praying to God to do something about these spirits, bind mm -hmm. them, cast them away, do what you gotta do, get them out of here. They're they're killing my kids, like right. and my my kids' kids, like you know. So, but then you have the chief of spirits come along and say, "Well, hold on, God, before you do that, mm. <laughs> Belzebub, Master yeah. Mastema." <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and even he came and said, "Lord, Creator, just want to make that clear." <laughs> even he acknowledged, yeah. Mm -hmm. The devil Lord believes in one God. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, nope. Let some of them remain before me and let them hearken to my voice and do all that uh, I shall say unto them. Uh, for if some of them are not left with me, I shall not be able to execute the power of my will on the sons of men. For these are corruption. Uh, these are for corruption and leading astray before my judgment. For great mm. is the wickedness of the sons of men. The sons of men. That's not in so, the blog. Oh, that's nah. good right there. But a tenth part of them remained with him. So he got mm -hmm. to take a tenth of them. Right. And the nine nine parts of them descended into the place of condemnation. Mm. So yeah. Wow. Just wanted to and what's crazy is what that, that that echoes, you know, the the same um prayer and the same account that we see with Enoch, you know, um, where 
for a time, these angels or their sons, you know, they're, they're the, the disembodied spirits, their children after they were, or after they killed each other off, they're causing great harm. You know, that's what caused the prayer in Enoch. It's like, look, they're teaching men all these secrets, and through that, mm -hmm. men are being corrupt, men and women are being corrupted, you know, even to the point where um, they drunk the drink, which rendered them barren, so they, mm -hmm. yeah. so that they could transgress the commandment to be fruitful and multiply. Mm -hmm. And control. then we see a prayer. Yeah. Your ancient birth control. Yeah. Go ahead. And we see a prayer in both cases saying, Lord, look, this thing is getting out of hand. You know, it got to the point where Michael had to go to the Lord and say, these spirits, yeah. man, they're, they're getting out of control, you know, and you yeah. sat back, you allowed it to go on, you know, um, but now we come to you asking for you to, for you to intervene, you know. So it's crazy just how similar the accounts are to where in Enoch you have this account going on and then and Jubilee have this account going on and then there's prayer and then there's an execution of judgment. Yeah. Yeah, this this was something that um, you know, I I the whole sons of God, you know, angels and women narrative is something that I um fought with you guys about for years and we've talked about that. But what, you know, what ultimately I think ultimately did it was the abundance of witnesses. And Trey knows I get on all the time because I don't, I don't personally, um, I don't put the Book of Jubilees side by side with the Bible. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, authoritatively, um, I don't discredit and ignore it either. I think it's it should be considered um, as any ancient account. It should be considered. The thing that was so compelling is that no matter what text I look at that's non-spurious, that's, you know, uh, to be considered, um, they all had the same account. And that account is actually in my Bible. It's in my mm. Bible. Um, we've read into it something that I would argue is not there, but nonetheless, it's like the abundance of witnesses that you guys just mentioned, you know, this, uh, this scripture, that scripture. And it's like, well, you know, I'm sorry. I mean, Christians hail the Dead Sea Scrolls for validating their faith in, their, in the scriptures, right? But then mm -hmm. if, and if it, it contains stories of angels and women, well, now we got to throw that part out, yeah. you know, it's like, all right, well, now we're kind of picking and choosing what we want that favors its confirmation bias, not objective truth. Um, so nonetheless, I just want to say that even though I'm not, you know, you know, uh, um, preaching from the pulpit with, with the book of Jubilees, you know, uh, um, uh, they don't let me preach from the pulpit now. Anyways, <laughs> I've been given the left hand of this fellowship, um, uh, for this very reason. No, I'm joking. Um, but no, um, it was just everywhere you look, there's only one story. There's only one narrative. I mean, no matter where you look and I know, I just want to take, you know, one little pause and say, I know for the average, and this is no no shade at all, but just the average Christian, pew-sitting, pew-Bible-reading person, all this is new ground. All this is new mm -hmm. territory, and you're probably like, it's not in my Bible. I'm not believing that. And I understand that precaution. <laughs> I don't mind people taking that precaution. I would tell you to take anything with a grain of salt. It's something I fought for many, many years. And just because I fought with it doesn't mean that you shouldn't. I think you should as mm -hmm. well, but I think you should also consider things um, that otherwise haven't necessarily been brought to you. Um, so... Uh, but without further ado, let's not, uh, you know, kind of stay on the angel thing too long. I just knew there'd probably be some questions there. I do think it's important to to point out with all of this, you know, whether it's the scripture or um, the, the the secular um, authorities. Outside of that, you know, it's 
it would be the science of us, whether you're Christian, agnostic, atheist, or, or any, any combination of the two. Um, there's a lot here that, that demands our attention because there's a lot that cannot be excused, that cannot be ignored, you know, and from a traditional worldview cannot be explained. You know, and that's where the deception comes in. Because Sheree mentioned it earlier, you know, about the the aliens essentially walking, you know, on this earth. You have to understand it's not a matter of them coming down saying we're your saviors. It doesn't even have to get that far. When an individual who is a Christian sees a, a, an entity that they're able to not describe, they've lost it already. That point is where they lose their faith. Your scriptures, your pastors, those who have come before me have mentioned this thing not once. You know, so your when you see it, your worldview collapses, and except you are at least made aware that this is a potential reality, that that, that this is something that that demands attention. Um, a great number of of, I think, genuinely. who are genuine believers in what they are told, you know, who genuinely think they follow Christ, who, who, who consider themselves as Christians, um, I think they'll lose all their faith because this is something that, according to those who are direct um, abductees, just the mere saying of it, it causes you to question your whole worldview. It causes your reality to fall apart. You know, not all of them can be considered culture. Cases, or though there are some, not all of them can, can be considered liars. Though there are some, there are some men who have went to their graves, attesting that what they have seen destroyed their lives. They lost friends, they lost family members, they lost their faith, and some of them even committed suicide because that thing destroyed every their their entire reality. You know, so it's important that we take these things into consideration. Yeah, and I think um, you know the last hundred. 150, you know, somewhere in that range of years, um, the church has more than ever has competed uh, with the occult, but with science as well. And science, you know, offering, you know, the theory of evolution and already dismantling the view of a creator. And I, you know, to what you were saying is that, you know, the, the, your pastor, the Bible, et cetera, at least the best that you know and believe offers you nothing for this. And then, if you were to see an entity and, and see them work miracles or whatever the case may be, but at the moment you see it, it contradicts your worldview and, mm -hmm. and it confirms another that you're a speck of dust and you're not here for any particular reason. You came to form because of random chance. And, you know, so I want to kind of counter that, you know, like the whole evolution um, and, you know, infinite, space and time and 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 there's entities from other planets and other worlds other galaxies and all that but the 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 uh you know secular experts that have studied ufos and alien encounters have said that and maybe even uh physics but it's been said that there these are not um intergalactic beings these mm -hmm. aren't beings from another planet or from another place in space. If anything, they're interdimensional. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, am, am I am I right about that? Because I know yeah. you guys are more familiar than I am. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, no, no, absolutely. I think it goes back to, you know, um, the account earlier of what John D said. You know, they say they're from mm-hmm. the dog star. They say they're from these areas and they keep switching it up because they're not from any of those places. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they're not intergalactic. They're not from other planets. They're interdimensional at best. You mm-hmm. know, that really depends on what you consider dimensions. But right. they're spiritual yeah. entities who are able to manifest themselves, you know, at will. Um into a physical form. Right. Yeah. And that's one area where the quote science and the scriptures meet. But like you said earlier, Keith, you know, where we're competing against science when these are areas where it's like, look, even those who need hard proof or examining the actual evidence is saying this is more spiritual than what it's being made to seem. Right. Ironically enough, you know, if you leave it to uh, renowned atheists, you know, like Dawkins, they'll accept that it could have been another, you know, higher being, a higher life form, as long as we don't call it being God. (laughs) You know, (laughs) can't call it God. God absolutely did not create this. Well, is it a possibility? You know, Shrey, you've talked about that, you know, um, the documentaries and the things that are put out that are kind of preparing us. But mm-hmm. whether it's interviews with a- a- atheists like Dawkins that'll say, well, maybe if it was another, like another life form from space or something, they could have done it. They could have created all this. But religions that I shared a video with you guys a while ago from a uh, re- uh, reasonably new uh, religion, Gaia, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're saying the same thing. They're saying that these alien, what we call aliens, they're actually our creators. They created all this, you know, they're, they created human hybrids and put them in different places like the Incan, the Incans and the Mayans and stuff. They were mm-hmm. alien human hybrids that are, you know, from the aliens, that the, the, the work of the aliens, um, mm-hmm. the pyramids and so forth, the placement yeah. of them, um, all kinds of yeah. things. And it's, it's, I'm not, I'm saying, I'm not saying they're in for their facts, you know, are wrong. I'm saying their interpretation is just what we're saying. Their interpretation, that, that religion and everything, their interpretation mm-hmm. is these are our gods. And yep. I said it on the last podcast. If the last time our Bible says they were here, they want to be worshiped as God. I think if they come back, they want to be worshiped as God, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. yeah. And even to Sheree's point where earlier about, you know, them coming as our saviors, um, I've, I recently dug into quite a few alien abductions um, and abductees uh, accounts where they're literally saying that they, that was one of the things that one of the ufologists have referenced as well. They change people's worldview and make them feel like they're here for a purpose that the majority of other people know nothing about. Like they're, they're not a part of this, you're the special elite. And the message is you have to stop all the wars. The message is you have mm-hmm. to you have to take care of your earth. You need to you need yep. to be better to your earth, you know, and yep. you want to destroy the earth. Yep. So they're coming and that goes as these back benevolent individuals. To right? nature worship. It's mm-hmm. gonna go, it's go all all of it is new age is nothing but I'm gonna say this just for argument's sake, white magic. So when we think new age, we don't think versus witchcraft, dark magic darkness. I yeah. wanna define that. You're not talking about like Aryan magic, right? <laughs> it's like Caucasian magic, you know. You're talking about white versus like like people don't know about witchcraft, so they don't know that you know right. they, they might not realize. You well, mean let me white magic, think, dark make magic, this you know. distinction or whatever. Okay, right. so um, paganism is basically uh, nothing but 
nature worship, and in the end, there is a divine goddess. I don't know why it's always a goddess, probably just to be contrary to man or God being a male mm-hmm. god or whatever. But um, white magic is basically magic used for good, like plants and herbs for healing or casting spells for fertility. Like I'm just mm-hmm. trying to make something seem noble. And then you have dark magic or black magic, which is basically I'm going to sacrifice a, co- a kid or an animal to mm-hmm. get whatever outcome. Okay, mm-hmm. so new age philosophy, new age mysticism and all that stuff, that's basically white magic or what they would argue is a white magic. So mm-hmm. I'm just doing yoga. I'm channeling my chi, lining up mm-hmm. my chakras. I'm burning my sage. sage. I'm yeah. doing all this stuff. Like, you know what I mean? But this is just to ward off the evil mm-hmm. or to bring in like a nice atmosphere, good vibes and all this stuff or whatever. Okay. This, and then like you were saying to your, um, to your statement that you were saying they were um, the earth. You got to take care of the earth. You guys are doing all these. This is so ancient. Like this, Manipulation or this, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to say delusion, uh, oops, doctrine. The word yeah, I missed this, the word this again. View, this doctrine, uh, this narrative. Yeah, it's yeah. it's so old. Like it is. Well, I don't that belief is pre flood, but it's definitely. Let's go back to like Nimrod. It's definitely that far. Like you know what I mean. <laughs> so, um, the navy. Uh, so with this, this is why they're pushing so hard for all this this green stuff. And the earth stuff and stuff like that. This is going to go back nature worship. It will. Um, because uh, you gotta take care of the earth and they and they're gonna come through, like I said, with all these technological advances that have been here. And they're gonna they're gonna heal the earth, they're gonna get people to worship nature again, not necessarily sacrificing the lamb to a tree. But making nature the priority over man. Yep. Just making that a priority. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But this, this, this is the, this is the belief. This is, uh, who is it? The gods that people claim to be in contact with. I think it's Astaroth. I swear it's Astaroth. Anyway, this is the same. That's the, um, guy. Easter, huh? The Easter deity. Yeah. Yeah. Cause okay. it, it comes by ne- many different names okay. and the, the Bible talks about Aster or Astaroth. Either way, it's the same guy. It's this guy that's coming down that people seem to channel. And he's from the stars and they like, you know, and they channel this guy or this being, they, some weird humanoid looking, they look like, like, is it the people from Norway? Like, the, but, but pale, like platinum blonde hair, the eyes are really big about. and slanted. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, these guys come down and it's the same guy, Astaroth, that talks about in the Bible, how these people kept turning back to him. Um, uh, and Bao, it's Aster or Astaroth and Bao, and they, and it kept going back to him. He he was getting like ticked off. You keep worshiping these guys, like what are you doing? You giving your kids up and all this other stuff. Like what are you doing and whatever? And it was it's the same guy now that's saying you know what T was talking about. Um, uh, you gotta take care of the earth. Oh, you guys are just doing all these wars and stuff. We want to come and help you, but we're kind of just waiting until you guys get your act together. And this is the whole thing that they're doing. So when they come through, say, you know what? We gave you guys a chance. Now we have to intervene as the saviors to save you guys from yourselves. Just, mm-hmm. you know, follow these rules. Right. Uh, do this, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Worship me in the end. So is that the same cat that, uh, like the Incans drew pictures of? The, uh, 
you know, Ameruka, your out, your boy Albrino, uh, mm. Land of the Plume Serpent. Mm. They drew pictures mm-hmm. of like white haired, yeah, you know, like yep. almost like the, the Anglo Jesus, like pe- godmen that mm-hmm. would come mm-hmm. and save them. Mm-hmm. You think that's mm-hmm. the same same, same guy? Among the gods of the Maya, Aztec, and Inca, one entity in particular is nearly identical in all of its attributes the great plumed or feathered serpent. To the Maya, he was Kukulkan. To the Aztec, Quetzalcoatl. To the Inca, Veracocha and Amaru. The worship of the serpent or dragon was not exclusive to the Americas, but ubiquitous throughout the ancient world, and most often associated with heliolatry, the worship of the sun. Unbeknownst to most, Behind the veneers of these plumed serpents are the faces of bearded white men. Kukukan, Quetzalcoatl, and Viracocha were not only alike in serpent form, but also in human form. Though the legends concerning them are manifold and inconsistent, these plumed serpent godmen are most often described, in stark contrast to their native subjects, as being tall, white-skinned with golden beards and hair, and blue or green eyes. Whereas Veracocha was said to have emerged from the depths of Lake Titicaca on the border of Peru and Bolivia, Kukukan and Quetzalcoatl came over the sea from a distant land, a land that was destroyed in a great flood. Amarumuru, the first plumed serpent priest king in the legends of the Inca, was said to have arrived by passing through a stargate called the Gateway. I believe that the origin and nature of the plume serpent godmen can be distilled from the legends concerning them. Similarities in their appearance and Caucasian features suggest that they are of a common, non-indigenous race, or perhaps even the same person. The antediluvian narrative of a great flood and giants appears in all of their mythos. Kukukan, Quetzalcoatl, and Amaru Muru are said to have come from a land that was destroyed by the flood. All of them founded their respective civilizations, bestowing their cultures with science and technology unknown to Europeans of the time, such as extremely accurate cosmological models and calculations impossible for human beings of the time to ascertain. All of them established a Luciferian cult based primarily on the worship of the sun and the serpent, requiring copious amounts of human blood. Aside from these clues, all of the plumed or feathered serpent deities of the Americas were associated with the wind and flight. There exist many legends among the natives of both South and North America concerning the white-bearded gods that flew through the air on disc-shaped craft. You think that's the mm-hmm. same Same, same guy. Yeah. With that same narrative. Well, that, that kind of fits into, um, you know, talking about False god, like deities, you know, these false deities, them wanting to be worshipped, their plan, Gaia, you know, all this science, all kind of, uh, the occult, all kind of hinging, mm-hmm. you know, or uh, um, focusing one direction, all for the same purpose. You know, Sheree, you know, I think we've talked about it before, but your study in uh, the occult, you know, Manly P. Mm-hmm. Hall uh, and so forth, they believe that what they're doing for in large, you know, Alistair Crowley is an exception because he knew he was doing evil. He was, mm-hmm. he was good yeah. with that. He called himself to be 666 and all that good stuff. Right. 
um, made mm-hmm. no bones about it that he knew what who he was serving and, and what kind of he mm-hmm. knew it was dark magic, you know. Yeah. But yeah. um, but someone like a, a Manly P. Hall um is saying that this is benevolent that or at least yeah. you know the tone of it is benevolent and that they're bringing about New Atlantis that perfect mm-hmm. you know probably eco friendly sustainable energy society that um you know, we'll, we'll basically save mankind. And again, they're going to do it with the help of their gods, mm-hmm. their belief mm-hmm. system. They have a belief yep. system. And this is the goal that they're working towards is New Atlantis. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And Christians cannot be here. We can't because we are saying everything they're doing is wrong. We are contradicting almost everything that they stand for or want to push. We can't be here because we are going to be changing the minds of people, or we're a threat, put it that way. Mm-hmm. Christians are a threat to their end game agenda. We cannot Actual exist. questions. Mm-hmm. Actual questions. Yeah, because Christians will be able to be here. Um, I, even yeah. It's crazy how today we see the, the word Christian or the title, the vocation of a Christian is now on a, on a wide spectrum. You know, you have mm-hmm. Christians who are very, legalistic, you know, and who stick to what the scriptures say, then you have mm-hmm. Christians who are pretty much of whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so those right. kind will be tolerated. I think that even goes into mm-hmm. the the um the agenda because it's like, well, you can be what you want. You just have to accept it. You know, mm-hmm. you just have to be at unity with your fellow man. You can still mm-hmm. have your belief. You know, even I seen one guy t- a couple of days ago say that as long as you quote live a good life, you'll make it into heaven. I'm like, well, uh, that's subjective, you know. But yeah, it's Christianity like that, which will be tolerated because you're tolerant. You know, um, one one guy was I think it was Aristotle that stated that you know tolerance and apathy are the indication of a dying society. You know, and Christianity essentially mm. um, as a world religion in many ways or in the u.s in many ways is is becoming a a dying um society Mm -hmm. but you know it just those kind of christians will be tolerated but the kind of christian that you're referring to the ones who are steadfast on their convictions you know bow to the image or you die yeah Yeah. those will not be tolerated because notice, notice, and the reason why I bring that up is because I, I, I think it's 1,000% relative if, for those that aren't familiar, Revelation 13, you know, the beast system and the, the image of the beast um, that everyone must worship, his mark that everyone must receive, right? Mm-hmm. It didn't say you couldn't claim to be a Christian. It said mm-hmm. that you have to take the mark. You have mm-hmm. to worship the beast. So there's going to be plenty of people that believe that they're Christian or may, if churches exist, I mean, with COVID, I mean, you know, I don't know what they do, but um, nonetheless, you can say I'm Christian and then like publicly or or be one in your own mind and heart and say, and then accept whatever mark. All right, well, if this is what I got to do, it's what I got to do. Because, you know, obey the laws of the land, obey the laws of the land, except when it's in uh, uh, disobedience to God. It's very Mm -hmm. clear, you know. Um, except when it's in disobedience mm-hmm. to God, you know, um, so you, you're going to take the mark, you're going to bow and worship the image, right. And then still think you're Christian. They may let you exist mm-hmm. because you did what you were told that you had to do. Um, but a Christian that knows that I can't worship anything, but God, the one true living God, I can't worship and serve. Um, I can't have anyone's mark. I'm sealed with, you know, his mark, with his spirit, with his, you know, 
um, in his name, you know, but so anyway, that to your point that you might profess to be Christian and there may be people that profess to be Christian that can exist, but an actual Christian that is following the scriptures can't, it's just, and even what you say, it makes, it's crazy because even bringing up the beast, you know, in the marks, so many Christians are looking forward to that moment, not saying they're eagerly awaiting, uh, but they're looking forward to that point. I would take the mark, you know, I won't do this to do that. But you're blind to the fact that before that comes, there's this deception. Mm-hmm. Before it gets to that point where it's the mark, there's first a deception, Yeah, you know, um, and that's what we're trying to point out here is the deception that comes before the mark. So, all right. Now, and I can't, I can't remember Dead Sea Scrolls. Probably, I'm thinking of where I read this. Um, but you know, in the Dead Sea Scrolls, and I think in that era and in that time period, to the Jews especially, um, you know, evil spirits were called jackals and lilis. And mm. you know, we're saying how these entities, these aliens, they're really deceiving people. They're not from other planets. These are the same spirits that have been troubling mankind for years. Um, just under a different guise for a different cause. But if you look in, in the ancient text, the, the J- Jewish uh, ancient text, you'll see these evil spirits, whether, whether they call them jackals or lilis, but it tend to be a place, um, the place where they were known to abide was the desert, was the wilderness, like out in the forest, out in the trees, out in the deserts, you know, and it was just, you know, to stay away from there. Um, even a pastor that I heard that came you know, from Africa, it just, I was reading this almost at the same time. And I heard him say something like, uh, you know, I'm from a place where the devils dance in the desert at night, you know? And I'm like, that's literally what the scripture says. Like they, they play <laughs> at night in the wilderness. Like they, that's their, that's their playground, you know? And there are, it's like from area 51, you know, Roswell, you know, these places are wilderness. These places are desert, you know, wilderness mm-hmm. is, as in away from civilization, you know, and, you know, T, you know, you were saying something, I think that fits in with that, you know, when we were off air or whatever about the national parks. Yeah. Mm. Um, in the national parks, there's, it's almost common knowledge with anyone who studies national parks where these are notorious places for disappearances, like unexplained disappearances where, um, there are many accounts where people could be walking together and someone could be a few feet ahead of you, go over a slight hill and then vanish completely. You know, they're never found again. There are no footprints. There are certain accounts where you'll see footprints walking. You just stop. And that person is never found again, you know? So it's like, well, how do we explain these events? You know? Um, And for the Christian, it makes it it's of importance to consider it because there are people who um, look at, you know, David Politis's missing 411 and will look at these accounts. And if you tell them that, you know, well, I don't believe in all that, they'll say, well, wait a minute. Your your Bible said that Elijah was taken up, you know, they didn't find him and they went looking for him. Mm. You know, he went to the mountaintop and disappeared. So how can you not say that this is true? They could actually end up shaking your faith, you know, based on things that are, are to be considered that are, are constant occurrences, Mm -hmm. um, that we've kind of just put off to the side. Yeah. Isn't it, isn't Mm -hmm. it pretty well known, or at least, you know, in this arena, in this conversation that aliens, you know, either tend, tend to be known to, you know, uh, be around desert areas, be around dry areas, Mm -hmm. being 
either in the woods or in mm-hmm. caverns, under the ground, you know, mm-hmm. yep. things of that nature. Area like, 51. This is a common theme <laughs> yeah. that aliens are in these type of areas. And it's a common theme in the Bible where demons are. You know what I mean? Like another just really small kind of correlation um, between the two. Um, which brings me, you know, to uh, it's in it's in the blog again, but we didn't mention, you know, Philip Schneider, but he was a uh, government engineer that helped, you know, according to his testimony and story that he told up until his death, uh, <laughs> mysteriously, he told um, that he he was hired and he had certain level of clearance to help build these dumbs deep underground uh, military bases, and. And he said there's, I think he said 131 at that time in the United States, um, one or two, you know, here and there, like normally where airports and air bases are, uh, military places. Um, but they would be anywhere from a couple hundred feet to a couple, like two miles, I think he said, uh, below the Earth's surface. And these are military based structures we were watching. Somebody told us when we were doing a live on this to watch uh, the second G.I. Joe. And we had just watched that. And of course, there's a, a, an underground base. You know, it's miles. I forget how many, mm-hmm. you know, how many feet. And the underwater base. Underwater base. Yeah. You know, as well. There are a lot of uh, um, accounts of USOs as well. You know, um, unidentified submerged objects and people um, stating how it the UFO came from beneath them, came from under the water. Wow. So, yeah, the, the, the that. underground, that's that's a huge one. Um, mm-hmm. But that goes wow. into, like, beautiful triangle stuff and dragon's triangle. And, yeah. Um, I think there's one out by the Great Lakes. You know, it's it's a lot here that I mm-hmm. think as Christians, we definitely need to be paying attention to because it all ties into that same deception. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, mm-hmm. and you know, to go back to, you know, Snyder, you know, his testimony was that he saw alien greys, that he came across the alien greys while doing this work, um, that there was actually a firefight, you know, uh, mm-hmm. like gun battle with them and several. Like, while they 60- were digging while they were digging and like 60 people died. Um, he almost died. He was like split open and lost a finger and, and he would go around giving these speeches. It's like I said, it's all in the blog or at least, um, bullet points, um, are in the blog, but anyway, so definitely check that out. And, um, Sheree, did you have anything else? I think everything as far as like in conclusion to the delusion or deception, um, everything that's being set up now, it's like uh, watching dominoes get set up and then uh, you knock them all down and you see the image, you see the picture. Like, you know what I mean? Like if they line up dominoes to make oh, an image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Well, I think right now we're seeing the dominoes, like the final dominoes being like lined up and we're out here trying to tell the people, look, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Like we, we see the big picture before the dominoes are even knocked down, but no one's going to see the pictures until the dominoes are knocked down. And I, and by then it's too late. Mm-hmm. There's laws being passed now that people don't even know. Like five years ago, they were already trying to pass laws on what you can, what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do as far as genetic manipulation. There's already, and th- those are probably finalized now, there's already fashion designers who have genetic patents and patterns or whatever on, on um, designer babies, as, as I wanted to talk about, too. Sorry about that. I didn't really get to that. There's patents on cloning. 
saying all this to say, <laughs> as far as the clothing, these are not God's creations. What souls are inhabiting these clothes? Mm-hmm. Um, sure, to to that point about you know, these aren't God's creations. Therefore, he had to place that spirit in them. I read an article, which now it's so hard trying to find on Google, um, about clones. And they had scrapped the, the cloning project because the sheep that they had cloned, and I believe it was the humans. I know at bare minimum, the, the animals they had cloned were cannibalistic and bloodthirsty, and they were extremely aggressive. So they ended up scrapping the entire project. Um, but that's, again some of the same characteristics that we see of, you know, other individuals whose spirits weren't from God. You know, these weren't, Mm -hmm. um, they, they weren't created by God and they weren't given spirits by God. God created man Mm -hmm. and God breathed into him the breath of life, you know, and allowed each individual who's created by man, you know, through sexual union, you know, to, to obtain a, a unique spirit. But these these entities are essentially created by manipulation, and they receive a manipulated spirit. You know, they receive um, a spirit that's that's definitely not of God. But that was just kind of to to give clarity to you know, yeah, it's not God who's given them this spirit, and the spirit that they do have is a very volatile and and um, destructive one. Mm-hmm. I know I asked the questions right. I mean, to your entity's point. Um, that's very interesting that, yeah, like if they're cloned, whose spirit is in them? And if, if you're a Christian, if you're a Christian, you know what I mean? Like core Christian belief, how, how is a child made, made from the union of the mother and the father? And I think mm-hmm. the biblical, um, case is that the spirit of the child comes from the father, mm. you know, um, like. Christ, for instance, you know, his spirit was of his father. He was divine, you know, but so yeah, whose spirit is this? And we know from like the, uh, instance with the pigs, you know, the, the, the spirits just wanted somewhere else to go. They wanted a vessel to abide in, you know? So now if you take that and I think, you know, pop culture, some of it is, is, uh, you know, science or, uh, movies and sci-fi and stuff. Some of it could be conditioning and programming and stuff to get you to accept certain things or whatever. But um, I think there that sometimes there's some elements of truth, you know, uh, you know, like the narrative with the X-Files was that, you know, there was like. Whether they were intergalactic or not, there was some type of extraterrestrial, non-terrestrial beings, but they were making hybrid people. They were making mm-hmm. like clones, like hybrid people with you know, technology and and so forth. And, you know, with the cloning, like the aliens themselves. Um, and again, this is, this is an, an amateur, you know, stab, but I think there's something there, you know, I think there's something there between, you know, the cloning, like the whole X-Files narrative and the spirits wanting a home to abide mm-hmm. in, wanting to ha- have some kind of physical um, manifestation or whatever the case, you know, may be. But, um, you know, I don't know. So these alien grays, um, which, by the way, you know, Philip Schneider did see grays that was almost, you know, the gray is identical to what Aleister Crowley called lamb and so forth. I think we mentioned earlier, but, you know, Sam so coming across them. Is that just um, some kind of alien 
I don't know, technology, you know, made vessel. Mm -hmm. You know, is that a dumb way to say that? <laughs> No. No. What do you what do you think about that? Like what do you think about like for instance the grays? Like what's what's that what's that body that we see? The the big head and big eyes and you know, whatever. Sometimes long necks. You know what? I honestly I've heard so many different theories. I don't know which one to go off of. I've heard of them mm -hmm. like, you know, they were stripped from their oh no, you know, that was something else. That was aliens. I mean, the angels that I heard when they were stripped of their celestial bodies and given these grotesque images or mm -hmm. bodies instead but that's not it um man I think that goes into it though because they are grotesque in many cases yeah mm -hmm. yeah now as far as um what i've looked at i think it i think part of it is um hierarchy you know we see even where when the ages come came down they came down in groups there were hierarchies there were chiefs of tens and you know um, the judgment was mainly pronounced on the leaders, you know, and was executed on them all, but was mainly pronounced on the, on the leaders. And I think it's the same thing here. We have, um, different groups of these entities, which are able to manifest themselves, um, and like a group, um, Illusion, not really illusion, because they're 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 physical beings, or can manifest themselves as a physical being. But they're able to manifest themselves um, as a specific entity, as where others, whether they're more powerful or more um, subservient to the their their masters or the hierarchy, you know, they they can manifest themselves other ways. Um, so you just I, think it's their power. To, mm -hmm. to to show themselves in that form. Mm -hmm. You know, there's mm -hmm. something we didn't talk about. There's something we didn't talk about. Um, and that's, uh, speaking of the occult, the occult, the sex rituals and, and magic and everything, they used uh, drugs as sorcery tends to do. You know, mm -hmm. pharmakia, the Greek word pharmakia is using, you know, um, drugs or medicines, chemical compounds, otherwise, but things to induce a certain state for the magical purpose, right? So yeah. um, with that sorcery, that pharmacia, that sorcery, you know, Aleister Crowley and so forth, uh, modern day DM and uh, DMT and mushroom mm -hmm. trips, and they, they all see some type of entity, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. it's a common theme to see the machine elves, you know, when you're on DMT, you know, which are like little- The door open- the, the alien gray, they're all mm -hmm. people from so many different folks of life are having the same experience on these drugs and seeing some of the same things. Mm -hmm. And know? I said it, you know, we were on a live stream and the guy was, you know, commenting on it. And I think, um, you know, I've said it before. And, you know, so the spiritual explain things in the spiritual, you know, the physical explain things with the physical. So a scientist is looking, looking at normally physical science, you know what I mean? They're looking at physical science and physical science terms. So if you look at that state, that's a hallucin uh, hallucination, you know what I mean? Which is why we call these hallucinogens, you know, LSD and things like that. But you're, you're saying it's hallucin hallucination. How the heck do you know? And yeah. you know, it's not a field of science that I've personally studied to say, no, this is how scientifically I can verify it's fact that it's not real. 
Mm-hmm. I think in this case, it would be the preponderance of evidence. Mm-hmm. Like in their case, they're looking at it saying, well, because I can't see it, you're therefore hallucinating and it's not there. Right. But Which... the problem is that cross-culturally, yeah. people yeah. are experiencing the same exact thing, though they're not being brought up with the same exact beliefs. You know, some of these, sometimes it contradicts their worldview. You know, they're not, it's not like they're thinking of it, therefore it's becoming, you know. So that's one, of the, that... that's one of the explanations I heard. It was because you're, okay. you're already, th- it's like pop culture and stuff has mm-hmm. conditioned you. So when you trip, you see the things that you've been conditioned yeah, to see. That shouldn't be experienced cross-culturally. I've never seen yeah. machine elves in pop culture. I've never seen, mach- you know, in <laughs> mu- videos or music videos or you yeah. know, magazines and mm-hmm. machine elves, you know. Um, it's like the, the whole idea, just as a parallel, that, you know, um, a marriage between a man and a woman is the best, you know, it's the best thing to have in order to raise a child. You can say that's the social construct of America, but the problem is we see the benefit cross-culturally. So how do you pinpoint that as being one thing um, that's only located right. over here when we see it expressed in many other areas? Um, it's the same thing here. You can't just say it's an hallucination because right. you don't see it. That's your way of saying you're wrong, I'm right, without really diving into um, the 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 merits, you know? Right. And and to the defense, they don't have any other tools or definitions or knowledge that could explain it in physical science. You know, there's mm-hmm. nothing else to say. But but um but if you believe in the spiritual world, whether Christian or not, you believe in the spiritual world, then that implies there's things that exist that we can't see. So where would they exist other than like like so something interdimensional means that there's a a physical dimension, and I'm just using their terms, but there's a physical mm-hmm. world and there's a spiritual world there's a material world and an immaterial mm-hmm. world you know what i mean um so where would they abide but in the same place mm-hmm. but just a different dimension of it and i'm using their terms again so mm-hmm. spirits are on earth but they're in spiritual form so they're they're only seen in the spirit world you know what i mean mm-hmm. like they're only seen by people that can see in the spirit world and and so the the practice is viewed, at least as far as the actual spiritual practice of the use of drugs, as that these things allow you to see into that world. They allow you to do things in that world. They allow you um, supernatural, you know, powers or, you know, like witchcraft, you know, from that world. So, um, yeah, we didn't really talk about that, but the, but the people that are on these trips claim to see these entities like gray aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, or other forms standing in the corner, you know, standing yep. behind them. He's like, he's like right there. Mm. Some of them are like laughing and playing games with them. Some are just peeping in, you know, and like peering at you. There's videos like this, like actually caught on camera. And I don't think they're Photoshop, you know, things either, but of like the grays just kind of looking at you and laughing and mm-hmm. making funny noises. And it's weird. So I don't know. Um, nah. But yeah, I think I think again. But you're you're coming into an area that someone logical has to say. How many coincidences do you coincidences can you have? That when we pull from the secular world, when we pull from the biblical world, you know, from scripture, when we pull from the occultists, and then we go mm-hmm. into the drug world, mm-hmm. these things seem to fit. You know, these yeah. things all seem to fit. They're not like my case with the a- angels. I kept reading extra biblical text, and they all had the same story. Yeah, and even outside of all that, you still have abductees who state that on board they were there were these um, not only medical experiments but sexual reproductive experiments. You know, yeah. 
where they're women who have been pregnant at one point, then they're not pregnant the next, you know, then they're abducted uh, some time later and told this is your child, you know, in all these different experiments. One guy said that no matter how many people are abducted, you never get on without there being some type of sexual experimentation. Which like is they, the they, same thing with the occult. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, it's that's yep. an excellent point. Wow. Well, um, man, I think we can go on and on for days. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we we did. We I'm glad we kept going a little bit because we were able to um, throw a couple extra things in there. But um, like we've said throughout this whole thing, um, it's all. Uh, at least the majority of it that we've talked about here is, is found in the blog, or you can follow up directly with us if you want to know more about something. Uh, we can point you in the right direction. But um, again, the, the blog is on acts242.com where you can, you know, well, I guess if you're listening, you're already listening, but um, where you can listen, watch, check out other information of the blogs, uh, so forth. And if you want to be notified when these go out right there on the website, um, there's a subscribe right on the webpage. And what that subscription means is that if we have a new podcast or episode that goes out, you'll be notified directly through your email. Uh, we can't really trust, you know, YouTube and stuff nowadays uh, to get that to you. So, uh, yeah. Um, but if you guys don't have anything else. Nah, I'm good. Like this one. Like it. Subscribe. You know, smash. politely, politely abduct that subscribe button. You know? <laughs> Ephesians 6. 10 and yep. the rest. <laughs> I thought I thought you were going to start uh, the armor. I was. Oh. <laughs> cue the music. Editor, cue the music. Yeah. <laughs> Read it. In there. <laughs> you know it's going to be in there. You know that, right? Yeah. Read it. Learn it. Know it. Break it down. Get the powers something of the ears. Mm-hmm. You have to know. You have to know what you're fighting against. You have to know what you're up against. You are not, We're not up of against the darkness, man. right? We're not right. of the darkness. Therefore, we should not be blind. Right. The, the thief should not come upon us unaware as those who are in darkness. Right. Speaking of darkness, you're losing your light there, bro. I know it. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, look, um, if you watch this long, you know, thank you for listening. Um, and yeah, uh, stay tuned for more. Uh, what's next? We we have to deal with the orbs because we didn't get into that on this mm-hmm. directly. Uh, it's kind of relative, um, but um, we do want to do another one coming up on strong delusion, dealing with things mm-hmm. like this we talked about now, dealing with the orbs and so forth, um, and what what's coming. You know, that'd be like, uh, like strong delusion and fairy tales. They're they're one of this. They're tied in. Yeah, you know, pan and all that. Yeah. Oh man. Yep. 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 Um, yeah, we, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Um, but anyway, stay tuned. Definitely going to have more. Thank you very much. Like we said, axton42.com for more. Thank you. <laughs>